Lives on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. You're going to hear from Jessie now. She's a singer, a DJ and also a radio presenter who I get to work alongside at Gadio, one of my other jobs. She was just in her final week of co-presenting The Breakfast Show when this interview was recorded. I identify as a female lesbian. Growing up in Essex, it was very much like I was with the popular girls all the time at school Mm. and I just knew that it was always the pretty girls that I was friends with Mm. and I was always in that popular group. I was in all the sports teams with them and we always got the good-looking boys kind of hovering around us, of which obviously we then became like really good friends with them. But... I remember thinking, why is she dating him? Why is he dating her? Because I always thought, maybe I just fancy my best friend at school because she's really pretty, I like what she wears, she's really outgoing, she's really popular, she's got a great personality. You know, that kind of thing. I was thinking, maybe I don't actually fancy her in that way, but I knew I did. I used to talk myself out of it. It's just because you like what she's wearing, that kind of thing. So did you have a full-on crush with one of your friends? Oh, my God, yeah. My best friend, Cara, we speak about it now all the time. Um, But I always had quite pretty femme-looking boyfriends. (laughs) Like the real girly, pretty-looking boys. Like, really gorgeous. I mean, stick a wig on them and, like, you wouldn't have told the difference. You know what I mean? Like, really long blonde hair and blue eyes. That kind of thing. But... I would always go out with like a boy in the school for like two or three weeks. Then they'd want to have a kiss and whatever else. I'd be like, oh, I don't fancy him anymore. I fancy someone else. Uh, so you got around it that way then? Yes. But did you ever? Did you ever have any sort of sexual contact with boys then? Well, I had boyfriends growing up, but mm. like never kind of passed the quote kissing unquote phase until I got to 16. I had this boyfriend when I was 15. He was a couple of years older than me. When I hit 16, yes, I lost my virginity to a boy. And uh, do you know what? That experience, I just knew that it wasn't... I mean, I did love him, but not like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, you know what? I was with him for a year... And I was thinking, I don't, I don't want this to happen anymore. And from the age of 16, I moved away from home to go to this performing arts college that I went to. OK. Was that in London then? Well, at Sidcup, so in okay. Kent, just slightly out of London. And I lived there. All of a sudden, I got all this freedom from the age of 16. I had quite a bit of money in my account because I'd done a lot of like TV jobs growing up performing arts, like stage shows in the West End. Mum had saved it all for me and then I got this bank card when I was 16. So I was like, I got friends with all the gay boys in my year at Doreen Bird Performing Arts College. And I used to be like, on a Friday, I was suddenly like, come on, we're going to town and we'd go to like heaven in London. G-A-Y when it was Astoria in London. I was 16. I mean, I I know it's naughty, but... Was this in the 90s then or...? Um, This, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, late 90s. And it was just incredible. I remember the first time walking in thinking, I just feel so at home. And at the time, I still had this boyfriend in Essex. Uh Uh-uh that I'd lost my virginity to. And I just remember standing in heaven under the arches in London 
and there's like this kind of balcony bit that surrounds the dance floor and you look down at the dance floor and I just remember seeing this girl and she was really fit and I was really attracted to her and I just couldn't help the way that I felt and I was speaking to my friends, my gay male friends Mm -hmm. They didn't know what I was going through. I was just happy to be going out with them to these gay bars. They, so they, thought, they thought you were a straight girl just hanging yeah, around with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Going out for the laugh and a few drinks. And, you know, always the joke of me. Mm. So I'm looking down over the balcony at this girl. She keeps looking at me. But I couldn't say it to my friends because I didn't know. I thought, maybe I like boys and girls and that's okay. Yeah. Isn't that, you know, I've got bisexual friends. Maybe that. And I'm having all this going through my head. The guys went to the toilet. Now, you know what guys are like when they go to the toilet. They took forever in the queue, (laughs) touching up their guy liner and all that stuff. So I was like, I'll wait here. I knew exactly what I was doing. And just as they went, I'll wait. I said, make sure you come back here. I'll wait in this box. It was always packed. Mm. I'm looking over the dance floor and she's gone. Where's this girl gone that I've been looking for? And I was like, oh, oh, what am I going to do? I turn round boom she was there in my face she went are you gay and I went I went yeah I couldn't believe I said it I just went yeah and we started kissing and it was like the most incredible experience of my entire life I had my first lesbian kiss in heaven and then she went oh what's your name and I was like Jessie and she's like oh hi I'm Laura I'm just gonna go and tell my friends where I am And she She went, knew what she was doing, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She was slightly older than me. Like, mm. she knew. And I was just like, I was left like, do you know um, Baby in Dirty Dancing? Yeah, yeah, When yeah. she has that first dance and then he walks off, Patrick's way, and she's just left like, oh, that was me. Yeah. I was like, I was all in a panic, but it was just like this amazing, incredible feeling that I felt. And she didn't come back. No! Back, Laura! She, Laura! <laughs> if, that, if you're listening, Laura, I tell you. Um, so she didn't come back but you know what I was kind of relieved because my friends then came back from the toilet and I didn't want us to explain oh by the way I'm a lesbian now because I, d- I didn't know how I was feeling so they just came back to the toilet anything and to report no nothing happening here yeah and my friend uh, my best friend Chris he was longer than usual so I walked through the dance floor to see him and this Chris wasn't out yet either and I went Chris, where have you been? Like, we've all been waiting for you. The others were still up on the balcony bit. I'd walk towards the toilet at this time. I said, where have you been? He went, oh, oh, there was a massive queue. There's a massive queue. And I went, Chris, I totally blagged him. And you know what? Bad person for doing this. But it's because I wanted to tell him what I, it just happened to me. Yeah. I went, Chris, don't lie. I know you're gay. I've just seen you kissing this, that guy outside the toilet. And he went, <laughs> he went oh, oh, please don't tell anybody. Oh, he's Scottish. That's my terrible Scottish accent, by the way. Awful. <laughs> and I'm very sorry to, uh, to all the Scottish people. But yeah, I told him and I went, don't worry, I've just kissed a girl. And we've just done this massive hug. And then all throughout college, Chris was gay, I'm lesbian, and we just had this connection together that nobody knew and we loved it. So he had been kissing a boy outside the toilet. And you you totally blagged it and got it right. Yes, I totally got it right. And it was just this one night, obviously. I mean, I could even tell you what I was wearing. I remember every little detail. It was such a massive kind of point in my life it was an awakening it was an awakening dear what I love is the fact that you literally it sounds like that was the first time you'd ever verbalised those words I'm gay and then within about three seconds you were kissing a woman she just stuck her tongue down my throat and I thought well she's 
bloody gorgeous. She's really fit. I'm not going to say no. And honestly, it's what I'd wanted for such a long time. And then obviously, um, a couple of months down the line, you know, Chris and I just started going out together. My best mm. friend, my best Scottish friend <laughs> from college. And like, it was just so amazing that I had this gay best friend that I could be myself around all that stuff going through school. I knew I fancied my best friend at school and actually I'd accepted everything. Had you ever told your best friend at school? I've told her... Since? Since, uh, yeah. I mean, we're still in really good contact now and we did have a bit of a kiss in a nightclub since mm. and she went you've always fancied me at school haven't you and I went yeah I was like <laughs> oh Cara stop it but yeah um, honestly it was just amazing and then going through I realised I thought I liked boys as well I thought thought I was bisexual because I had such a love you still had this boyfriend at oh, yeah, the time I, I so what happened to him well I just kind of I went down Essex to visit my family and to visit him and I was just like I just it's just not for me I didn't actually say to him I can't be with you because I'm a lesbian I just couldn't I just weren't ready I wasn't ready and all that judgment that I thought I was going to get you know I've always kind of grown up being around heterosexual people all the time. Like I didn't until we, I went yeah, we to have, college. We all have, yeah. Until I went to college, like I never, I'd never had a gay friend, or mm. it wasn't on telly as much as it is now. Like we didn't have Alan Carr, Chatty Man, or <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing Graham Norton once in GAY on yeah. Compton Street. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. He's gay. He's yeah. amazing. He's on TV. I just. It does make a difference, doesn't it? it? Having those role models and those people out there. I think, and I think Emma Goswell, that's really amazing what you're doing <laughs> as well because mm. having things like this, I, I think if I'd had this growing up, it would have helped me to just accept a lot quicker. Mm. Like I went through a thing where maybe if I just slept with another guy, I would be straight because I really struggled with I don't want to be a lesbian. So was the, why was there a period then where you really were in the closet and didn't want to admit it to people? Yes. And why was that? especially when I came home from college like summer holidays and that kind of stuff you know it's a long six weeks when you can't feel like you can be yourself mm. I mean I don't need to walk around with a badge saying I'm a lesbian but you know if I saw Angelina Jolie on telly I wouldn't be able to say oh wouldn't she fit mum or <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. like I was holding back a part a huge part of me and of my life and there was this guy that he'd fixed my mum's car at the garage and he says, I fancy your daughter. He kept knocking on the door. He brought round flowers. I even went on a date with him because my mum was like, oh, she, oh, he's lovely. Why don't you, you should go on a date with him. And I did in the end. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? So this one day, I was still 16. It was about eight months after my first lesbian kiss. Okay. So only eight months in the closet then. That's not bad. Yeah. No, I, honestly, I've had a really easy story compared to... Mm a lot of my friends mm. it was just basically me accepting myself I just said to my mum look mum I've got to tell you something I'm a lesbian she went alright then what do you want for dinner brilliant mummy Brooks an absolute legend mm. and honestly since then she said to me I thought you were going for a phase. I thought I'll just go with it. But she went, well, no, no, it's not a phase now. Like, obviously, I've been married to a woman. So did she have any questions? She didn't ever she bring just, it up in conversation again? She just went with it, mm. you know. And, you know, if I was going out, she's going, oh, are you going to, like, a, an LGBT venue tonight? And then the next day, did you meet anyone? And that kind of thing. But, like, you know, as you can tell, I can talk forever. But put me in front of somebody <laughs> that I really fancy... I, I'm like, I can't speak. I just mm. want the ground to swallow me up. So mm. so that sense of things. Uh, I did have like a couple of girlfriends, but not really till I was like 19, 20. 
so she took it in a stride by the sounds in of it. Stride. Yeah, and it was never ever, ever an issue. No, it was never an issue. And then my dad mm. I was like, Dad, I'm a lesbian. He's like, What's the punchline? I said, There is no punchline, but that's my dad in a nutshell. Like <laughs> We have such a laugh about it now. Like, What's the punch shot? He's like such a Dell boy, you know. So really, you know, you can be worried for so long, but if you accept yourself and you're happy with who you are, it doesn't matter. Just share your story. If you need people to know, maybe it might not be easy, but it will be eventually and you can always choose your own queer family oh i do hear that a lot to be honest so when you were still at college then did you eventually come out to all your friends at college as well do you know what no i didn't i came out there was a group of four of us so it was chris and i gay scottish chris Mm. ryan jenkins who's huge now in the performing arts world and my irish friend kitty mcguire and it was four of us two guys two girls kitty straight ryan and chris are gay and obviously I'm a lesbian mm. and we, it was the four of us. We had this amazing friendship and we just helped each other through everything. It was incredible. So obviously on social media and stuff, I post, you know, when I've been in a relationship with a woman, obviously mm. I was married to a woman, that kind of thing. So my college friends know from social media, but about oh, three years ago, we had a college reunion. Mm. No one said anything. They were like, oh, have you got a girlfriend at the moment? And I was like, oh my God, because it just brings back how you felt at college. But I was like, do you know what? It's okay. And I do feel like, especially doing the breakfast show at Gadio, you're outing yourself every single day. And you just get used to it. I think the more you accept it, the more you talk about it, the easier life is. That's my experience anyway. Well, I mean, quite often during these interviews, I ask people whether they're out at work because that's quite a process sometimes for some people. But you couldn't really have a more out and proud job, could you, really, hosting the breakfast show on radio? Well, I've always, always done radio. Well, for the last 15 years. And singing and dancing. Singing, dancing, jazz hands. So within radio say if I had a girlfriend I'd be like I had a great weekend my partner and I or we or I would never say she my girlfriend or wife why I just kept it very neutral Mm. so in retrospect coming to Gadio I don't know if you've noticed but I'm the most lesbian I've ever been (laughs) even my friends say it and not in a bad way there's Mm. nothing bad about being who you are I mean you invented Lesbian Wednesday let's be honest thank you I will take the credit for (laughs) Lesbian Wednesday and you helped me just like really make it massive so thank you very much Emma Goswell but we still don't know what it means I think you just celebrate lesbians on a Wednesday don't you and talk about them even more than usual well yeah exactly why not have a weekly day Mm -hmm. to celebrate women like us exactly Exactly. We need to be celebrated. Lesbians are incredible. Quite right. Quite right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you've never had any issues coming out at work then, really? No, because, I mean, where, wherever I've worked, I've, I've been accepted. Like, when I was singing on the circuit in Spain, people don't realise. By the way, if you are talking about a singer on stage, you are shouting towards the speakers so the singer can hear you. Mm. Just to let you know. <laughs> so I often heard... Oh, that's Jesse Brooke. That's the lesbian. Really? Yeah. Because I was like literally the only lesbian there. I mean, there's loads more now. It's incredible. But mm. I'm talking about back in the day. So I've always had that. It's never been direct mm. to me. But do you know what? It is what it is. And 
so that's the extent, is it, of the homophobia that you've experienced? You I think? mean, I don't even see it as homophobic because at the end of the day, once all these rumours went round that Jessie Brooks a lesbian, the girls on stage, I used to do quite well out of it because I used mm. to get all the straight women coming over to me and uh, I used to get quite lucky. <laughs> Well, you say straight. <laughs> well, you know, we use the term lightly. But, um, yeah, so I had a really good time. I spent 10 years in Spain. I worked on um, two other radio stations coming back um, just for a year before I luckily got the job um, from you, actually, um, on breakfast. Oh, when you stole my job? No, <laughs> you went you went on to I'm a joking. better job on I'm drive joking. time. So, yeah, um, it was like walking into work and... It was like, you know, when you get a bit of direction, like our boss Toby was like, when you're kind of preparing for the show, find the gay stuff that's going on. I'd never really directly look for specific gay stories or queer mm. stories. Mm. And like Gay UK know my love for Angelina Jolie. I've never expressed that so much on a <laughs> on another radio station that I've worked on. And I am the most lesbian I've ever been because I'm so open now. Not that I used to hide it. I just didn't choose to particularly speak about it. That's why I think radio is so important because actually, you know, a lot of radio stations, they do have gay presenters and they don't talk about it very much. And it's not like a total secret, but it's kind of brushed under the carpet. But on Gaydio, it's celebrated and it's just part of everyday life, isn't it? I know. And it's just to go to a place where you can be who you are without being judged... It is, honestly, I'm, I'm putting my hand on my heart now. It's incredible. Mm. It's so fulfilling and it does wonders for the soul. Yeah, life goals there. Yeah. Um, now, it's interesting you mentioned social media earlier. Yeah. And you are someone who loves and adores social media, so much so we've just been to Aldi and you did three Instagram stories just in <laughs> Aldi. <laughs> but I'm ha- with ha- the legend Emma Goswell. How could I not post that I'm with you? I'm like literally with a celebrity. You don't know how much I look up to you, Emma. Oh, stop it. Honestly. No, stop it. Oh, I'm blushing. What was the question? Aldi, Aldi. <laughs> no, social media. So... Do you find it important to talk about your sexuality and be out and proud on social media as well? Is that is that another part of it? Important, I would say yes, important for especially the younger generation. Mm. A lot of people are very blasé. Oh, it's easier for the younger generation to come out now. It's easier for them. They've got social media and mm. idols to look up to. Uh, you know, easier or not, I still think it's important that we go out of our way to make it easier for the younger generation or just be there. You know, obviously we work in media, on radio. People tune in and listen to what we're saying and it's important that we get it right because other people are looking up to us. I don't know I don't know why. Me, not <laughs> me, not you, obviously. It's but about normalising so- it, isn't exactly, it, really? Yeah, yeah, with social media, you know, if I am... On Canal Street, on Compton Street, if I'm in Brighton, on the scene. Do you know what? Why not post it? Mm. If I've just pulled a hot brunette with blue eyes, (laughs) my type, by the way, um, why not post a picture of us together? Mm. Um, I do think it's important, yes. Obviously, I get a lot of really good benefits with the job. You know, I get to go to prides around the world I try to post in a way, so so say, for example, I was um, in New York for Pride a couple of years ago. I try not to post the fact that I am in New York, look at what I'm doing, that kind of brag, because a lot of people can't afford that. I try to post it in a way like, this is what you you could be doing and experiencing this amazing queer environment. Mm. Wherever in the world you go, there is a scene and it's different everywhere. And I try to promote our LGBT plus scene. 
Have you ever faced any sort of homophobia or backlash on, on social media through doing that? Um, I've had a couple... Do you know what? I haven't actually told anyone this, Emma. I've had mm. a couple of Instagram messages mm. saying, oh, I thought you were straight, what a waste. Who do you think you are? Talking about basically being who I am. Mm. But it's always come from... I don't, you know, I don't want to generalise, but it's at least from five straight men that wanted to take me on a date. And I've just been honest, like, no, I'm a lesbian. And it either backlashes like, oh, can I watch? Oh, or God. they kind of turn nasty because you haven't given them what they wanted. So, you know, I love men. I'm not a lesbian that hates men. I well, love Most lesbians don't, exactly, to be honest. Exactly, and I just want to make that clear because, you know, there is a kind of way that certain people look at lesbians as well. Mm. Oh, which one's the man, for example? Oh. Well, actually... You know, neither of us, we love women because we're women, you donut. Do you know what I mean? So that kind of, that typical prejudice, I guess. But do you know what? I am a strong woman and if I can help anyone come out, then my my job's done. Cool. Well, that brings me nicely on to my last question, really, which, because, you know, that you, you did allude to this earlier. This is yeah. the reason why I have done the podcast, because I wanted people to hear other people's experiences and maybe get the odd word of advice about people that have already done it and happily out and proud. So what would you say to it to a younger person listening or, or someone older that just hadn't done that part of their journey yet about coming out? Oh, yeah, because there's a Polish actor that has just come out at the age of 100. I love this story. It's amazing. It is yeah. amazing. And you know what? It's never too late. Mm. It's never too late. It's never too soon either. If you've got that one person, it might be your best friend, it might be your family, mm. it might be a relative, someone, you know, if you've got someone that you can talk to, there is always, always someone. If you've got no one to speak to, give me a message on Instagram, honestly. There's always someone. The advice I would give is... Be who you are, accept who you are, and the sooner you do that, the quicker you will feel just... It's the relief. Mm. It is the relief. The stress goes, and you can deal with it day by day, one day at a time, and it will be the best thing that you've ever done. A big thank you to Jessie for talking to me. You can still hear her on Gadia, by the way, on a Saturday night. And if you do want to say hi on Instagram, she is the Jessie Brook. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'd also really appreciate it if you'd find the time to leave us a rating or a review. To find out more about coming out stories, ask us a question or even offer your own story for an interview. You can follow us on Twitter at Come Out Stories or at Coming Out Stories Pod on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Emma Goldswell and Coming Out Stories is edited by Sam Walker and is a What Goes On Media production. Next time you'll hear from Caden, a queer trans man from Florida who had to come out several times in his life. But it wasn't until he was reading a magazine aged 20 that he realised who he was. I was reading a magazine and they were talking about a trans woman. I had never heard the word transgender in my life. Hmm. I didn't even know what it was. But I was reading this article and they were talking about what transgender people were. And I was like, wow, this is, this is me. This is who I am.